Hello and welcome to this special instalment of the Mint British podcast featuring some of the vendors from the Meet the Shepherdess event which was the Sunday Fringe event at this year's Edinburgh Yarn Festival. As a little note to your listening enjoyment, I see that Joe and Mika have released the Marketplace images and the Fringe event images uh, this weekend on their website, www.edinyarnfest.com. So perhaps you might want to listen along and browse those incredible images and relive the weekend a little bit with me. This isn't going to be a particularly long episode, it's just a sort of souvenir issue of the podcast, if you will, to give you a little flavour of that very special yarn event that really had small wool businesses at its heart. As soon as I heard from uh, Joe and Mika that they planned to hold an extra event after Edinburgh Yarn Festival this year on the Sunday, and that it was going to feature small, some micro wool businesses I knew that it was going to be a super special event. And let's think about that for a minute. A special event giving a big platform to small wool businesses, people who are working from their kitchen tables, people who create yarn businesses around perhaps their farm, uh, definitely their family lives, usually (laughs) with another job um, as well. Really dedicated and passionate people who are just wild about wool and about bringing an authentic and traceable product to your stash and to your craft. These are exactly the sort of businesses who truly deserve to be in a large marketplace with a wool-hungry crowd of shoppers but who do not always have the opportunity to vend large wool events. Thank goodness for Edinburgh Yarn Festival and once again their true insight into knowing the kind of things that knitters will appreciate and the kind of vendors that knitters want to see and then utterly smashing those expectations. I spoke to seven of the 12 vendors before my batteries, that's the batteries of my microphone and my actual (laughs) mental physical batteries ran down. First of all, I spoke to Rosemary Champion, who was there with Rose Dean Ryland. Rosemary was there with a variety of her uh, clip from her coloured Ryland flocks. I wanted to ask Rosemary about her decision uh, to make yarn um, and where that came from and talk a little bit about vending at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Yeah, because you've been been violent for a long time before you decided to make yarn from it. Um, Did you see that there was a need for it? I can honestly put it down to Sue Blacker, who I knew through our website, The Accidental Smallholder. Sue had been kind of nagging me for a while about why don't you get it processed. And then a couple of years ago, we'd sold some cows, so we had some cash. And I said, right, I'm going to invest that and get my fleece processed. And we've done it every every year since. We like doing it. It adds to the profitability of our sheep, which is a good thing. Um, at the end of the day, our sheep aren't pets. They're working animals and they need to pay their way. And every little helps without wanting to quote a major retailer. Um, so it's, it's great. And, and there is a market for it. People want the story. We've got the Open Golf Championship at Canoosti. 
So a friend of mine um, has a small business called Mitchell and Black. They design their own knitwear, machine knit it. So she's going to be using some of our four ply to knit um, gloves and scarves and snoods that hopefully we'll, we'll be able to sell to people who come to the open. That's so they can take a wee bit of Kirnoos stay away with them. That's incredible. Because it's really Designed, grown, knitted in Kirnoosty. And that's real, like, rural tourism. And there'll be loads of people from other parts of the world, so we're, we're hoping it'll go quite well. And this is your first big rural knitting event? I have been here as a visitor before, but I've never done an event before. And it's fantastic, I love it. it You've got to love an enthusiast, and what a fantastic opportunity to get to, get to come here. But, do you know the best thing? I mean, it's great to be selling yarn and meeting all these people, but the great thing is seeing other folk doing it as well, and the enthusiasm for it, and you kind of think, you know, there is a good future for wool. If you want something that's environmentally friendly, it's hard to see past it. Um, and, and, you know, we do visits for, for school kids and we do events for the Royal Highland Education Trust. And I'm always saying that to kids, you know. Never mind the fleece made out of plastic bottles. If you want something that, that, that's environmentally friendly, wool's your thing. I also spoke to Ronnie Jensen from Uridale Yarns and... As what always happens when I speak to somebody from Shetland, I just slip into the vernacular. <laughs> I wanted to ask Ronnie about his Edinburgh Yarn Festival experience and also about that other very unique wool event um, that he's involved with, Shetland Wool Week. Um, and I really, really loved what Ronnie had to say about wool being the shared language brings people together at things like this. Can I ask you how you're finning Edinburgh Yarn Festival? Um, it's been really exciting and uh, it's been great to uh, feel the appreciation of folk that have attained it and uh, it's so nice to think that uh, what you're trying to do, folk are coming up and congratulating you on yeah. what you're doing. So. Because yeah. it's the whole, you're the whole sheep to yarn story, the full gamut. Well, we, yeah, we do. Yeah. And um, it's nice to be able to offer something that's fairly authentic and, yeah. and folk to understand what it is. Yeah. Shetland will be obviously a hugely unique thing. Edinburgh Yarn Festival, pretty unique thing as well. Both events are um, unique in their own way. And, and uh, the fascinating thing is the how international it's becoming. Um, you see every nationality uh, possible, I think. Uh, yeah. And it's when you look up, it's another accent, it's another language, and yet wool seems to be the common theme. And uh, they all appreciate uh, good quality merchandise. And uh, they seem to really like the fact that uh, uh, they can find the person that actually produces it as well. Pauline McPhee from Lifelong Yarns and her daughter Sarah were blown away by the reception that they received at Meet the Shepherdess and have almost had almost completely sold out of their blackface yarn and blends. I just wanted to ask you how you're finding this event. Well, I was here on Friday as a shopper and yes. the first thing I'll say is I think they've done a massively fantastic job in improving all the things that were a bit tricky last year. Yeah. More space, not so hot, yeah. more place to have coffee, yeah. cakes everywhere. Yeah. So I think they are really to be applauded yeah. for listening 
to people and changing things. They always build, always oh, building. I mean, it's huge, but I think people had more space to like hug and laugh yeah. and squish. And so that's great. As a vendor, so my first ever time, I, no. I mean, I don't have words. We've cleaned out all the stock almost that the entire company has. People have just, I mean, I don't, it's overwhelming. And people are talking about how we're going to get more mill capacity and being approached by wholesalers. And so for me, coming to the most knowledgeable knitting community in the world and having them touch blackface, and actually, they're so knowledgeable that they're not even saying things like, oh, it's so soft, which is what I've had until now. They've been saying things like, it's about time we saw blackface back again. And I mean, I really, I'm a tingly just now. I sort of don't have words because for Sarah and I, we're going to have to rethink an awful lot because we don't have enough stock. <laughs> and, we, and we have people from all around the world who are asking us to do things. And it's just been incredible. incredible. This is one of the most important venues for the wool knitting community to come together. And a lot of people have said they're going home with a notepad to sit down and think, what, what, what will I do next now? Not just people, not just vendors, but people going, I, I could do something with wool. What can I do with wool or I think design? That's fabulous because we're all gaining confidence from one another that there's another way rather than mass produced. Yeah. And listen to other people on podcasts at EYF they say things like I'm saying just now but I'm staggered I'm staggered by the um, encouragement and the knowledge and how far people come my daughter's husband still doesn't understand that people are coming from like America and Australia to here so we've been sending them photos all these look look at them all and then to know that our sheep are on the hills that you can see outside and they're just on the other side and now people from all around the world are creating garments with their yeah. it's I'm just blown away and you know even if they're they're not buying they're touching and they're absorbing yeah. the story and yeah. the origin and your your message and your vision we had one lady who talked about in Switzerland they have black nosed sheep Belize yeah oh I didn't know the name and they said they are not being used for wool and so she's gone away to think about yeah. what that means yeah. for, for her country and her local sheep in a way that's beyond, I'm not saying just buying wool, that's the most important thing, but these are customers who are coming and buying wool, but also thinking about, like you yeah. said, about changing the world a wee bit. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing platform for all that. Yeah. The inspiration here and the innovation yeah. here is... Yeah quite heady, headier than the yarn fumes almost. Absolutely, and we should also say that all these knitters have come through snow yes. <laughs> on a Sunday morning when there's no bus, but we struggled a little bit to get here, but we thought, no, we'll get here, and we thought maybe we'll be the only vendor who's made it, and maybe there won't be any customers, but there'll be lots of coffee and cake, and then at 10 o'clock the doors opened, and it was like a tsunami. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> a tsunami for wool. That's a lovely thing. <laughs> and we've only been going since September, and three people have come back to us with things they've made that's including this amazing including this is incredible um, it's amazing op art shawl yeah, yeah. just incredible and it also shows the beauty of the yarn Absolutely. you know it's gorgeous in the skein but then when you see it knit up adding more dimensions to this native sheep that that's, was, until you nobody was doing anything with wool wise and that's simply because I was too stupid to know otherwise it was complete <laughs> naivety if I'd listened to all the people who knew I wouldn't have done it but I'm like sort of 
well, why wouldn't you? Because I've got my hand in this sheep's back and it feels soft. <laughs> it's based on complete, that kind of beginner's, but well, why not? Yeah. Be here next year with even oh, more. Oh, I don't know, Louise. We're gonna have to. We, we, it's either it's, it's either that or nothing because we ain't got anything left to sell now. Well, beg or go home. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Polly, and but, I wish you all the very best. But also, thank you because you know how important you are to not just me, but Jane and other people having the confidence to set these things up. Oh, Without you, you, I'd still be knitting in Cascade, which is a lovely yarn. I really like as it. As long as it's no acrylic. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you have, you should be really proud. Oh, of, like, that's lovely. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at the stage where nobody can say too many nice things to me because I'm well cry. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. It was really lovely to see Amanda and Alberto Barsanis from Prado de Lana at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I had not managed to visit them in the marketplace over the weekend, so it was really nice to meet them at the Meet the Shepherdess event on the Sunday and hear more about their fibre farm. Sure. I'm Amanda Barsonis from Prado de Lana Sheep Farm. We live in Vermont in the United States, so a little bit of a poke to get here, but yeah. we made it. We brought some snow for you, though. Do you yeah. feel at home? Yeah. On our way over here, I was like, oh, I thought we were in Edinburgh, not in Vermont. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your farm, because it's, it's a fibre farm, isn't it? It is a fibre farm. Yeah. We raise two long wool breeds, Lincoln long wools and uh, Romneys, and then we raise a fine wool American breed called a CVM Rommeldale. The Lincolns and the Rommeldales are rare breeds, which are important to us to keep those genetics alive in the wool sheep world so we love having them. When did you start? We started about about three and a half years ago with our first three Romney sheep that originally came from Vermont and have just kind of exploded from there. Did you set out with a vision that you wanted to raise sheep for wool? Yes we didn't want to really get into the meat market not that that's a bad market but um, being a knitter myself I really wanted to have my own yarn and I really like the look of long wools and the quality of yarn that they give. The treasure. Um, yeah. They're a real treasure. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that those are garments that are going to last a lifetime with very minimal effort to keep them looking great. So, yeah. So what's your impressions of Edinburgh Yarn Festival? Is this the first time you've ended over in the UK? Yes. Very first Picked time. a good one. I know, right? <laughs> I know. You know, it's really, I we've had the best time here and I, I can't really compare it to anything that we've done in the States because it's just different. I feel like there are just really some great woolly people here and, you know, that's, I think we'll always be doing education wherever we go, which is fine with us and something that we really like doing, but yeah, the audience is a little bit different. Yeah, which is which is great and what, too. And, the, and what about the atmosphere? Because it's the energy levels are high. Right, we've done Vogue knitting before in New York. Yeah. Um. So that there's that same kind of energy, but just a little. It's different. I don't know how yeah. to explain it's, it. It's difficult it's to put your finger on because there there are the people, then there are the textures and the colors and the wool and more people and more yarn right. and there's classes and well and there are so many you know big people in the design and wool industry and just the yarn industry that are here in such a compact space yes 
that that's a little overwhelming too. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. <laughs> it's been a true pleasure to be here, so yeah. we've had a great time. Are you coming back? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if they'll have us back, we will be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for talking to me. No yeah. problem. Black Alley Irons now, and it's always exciting to talk to Julie um, because she usually has lots of great woolly plans of food. Um, she is, as you will have heard on this podcast before, really passionate about seeking out local fleece and creating great blends with the Border Mill and also now um, with a natural fibre company with the organic Cheviot, which we talk a little bit about here. How's it gone? How do you find it? Really good. Because you've done shows before. What's it like doing this where the focus is so much on, you know, small businesses? And it's really exciting. Yeah. Because I think people were really, really appreciative and understanding. So, and yeah. much more of a percentage were were wanting to know where the wool's come from and where it's been spun and what breeds they were and so yeah there's a definite a definite difference I would say from the shows I've been to yeah, yeah. and what about the new yarn the Coolmore Cheviot how's that gone I think it's gone pretty well yeah. and especially with the pattern uh, the um, Airedale pattern by Emily Williams it's incredible so, um, I mean it's, ama- it's an amazing pattern and both the dyed and undyed it's incredible it shows off the yarn spectacularly it does it's a, it's, a, it's a really 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 lovely yarn and the pattern with Emily's has just worked so well so I think there's been quite a lot of interest which has been so nice it's organic it is and it's organically spun isn't it it is yes we yeah. went to the natural fibre company because they could spin it organically so it, it's got the full organic status yeah um, and it's plant dyed so um, yeah and it's not like I mean I'm a huge fan of Cheviot but it's not like any other Cheviot it's not yeah I think I think that's probably largely down to the fact that it's first clip yeah so it's but how it's spun as well and it's yeah. worsted spun rather than than um, Oh gosh, my brain's gone. Why the brain's gone? Thank you, Louise. So I think that helps. And just the natural fibre company, are, you know, they put yeah. their expertise into it and it's just come up so beautifully. And the stitch definition with it, it's just absolutely incredible. incredible. So what's more to come from? What's more to come? More of the same. And I'm, I'm working on plans for, for growing. So yeah. some bigger batches to come in the future. Are there anything at the Border Mill at the moment or anything in the... Just newly back from the Border Mill, so another spin of Shetland. So, and this time with a sport weight as well as a DK weight. So the really buttery soft, which they last year dubbed as scary fine because they, they, they found it terrifying. It's, it, not, it's not their favourite to spin, but they do it very, very beautifully. And this year, I think it was a little bit easier for all the guys at the mill than it was last year. Um, and it's just come out as beautifully buttery and heathery and marled in three shades so it's very nice but I think when you say that you know they've learned but it is a learning experience and I think you know yourself who's somebody who's gone I see this wool I see this we need to do something with this and like hooking up with John and Juliet it's a special relationship. I, I, I feel I'm so lucky that I, I guess it was luck that I landed yeah. up using them from almost all the, all, the world yeah. spinning. And they just take a very, very personal approach yeah. to it. And we'd, we've done a lot of backwards and forwards talking about the blending of shades and the blending of wools and using their expertise. Some of my, well, what do you think would happen if we tried this? Yeah. And, and, and it's really fun. And, and it's what you're contributing to the industry, the industry, as I always say, you know, it's, you're, you're further in our knowledge, I think, with your expertise, and I always say, you know, it's people like you guys that are taking the biggest strides for, for British rule. And Thank it, you very much, because I'm having fun. Good, <laughs> well, keep doing it, please keep. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I first met Susie Vestry of Lammermuir Wool 
oh, back at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival D-Stash a couple of years ago, and she had beautiful Shetland yarns made from her own pedigree sheep. Um, and when I first, uh, since I first met her, she's added different weights and begun dyeing. Um, and she was also another vendor who was just blown away by how the Sunday market goers made grabby hands for her yarn. So I just wanted to ask, how are you finding this? It's been really amazing. Yeah. I, I was so overwhelmed by how much people loved my wool that I was crying. There was a whole queue of people it's at the store and I was just crying. Yeah. To have people say they love what you do and so often I'm like working with the sheep and it's muddy and it's snowing and then you just hear and people love what you do and it's just my own day in day out you know with the wool and the sheep and people do it sometimes you get, forget yeah and then then they want to connect with your products incredible when i first saw you it was ages ago at the the, the, the d stash yes and you had they sweet and you had the, the amazing gold. I see you've got Aaron now and you've got Dye now. I've got Dye. Okay, well, I've got um, Aaron weight, double knitting, four ply, and the lace weight. Yeah. Which I have Beautiful. to kind of show people what it looks like when yeah. it's washed. So soft. Oh, it's incredible. And oh, it's amazing. I just started dyeing. This is my first attempt at dyeing. When I came, I had seven colours and I've only got three left. Um, and I've deliberately tried to dye colours that I know complement brown and the grey of the wool I've got. Yeah. I've sold out of all my grey wool and all my black wool. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm just... I, yeah, but I still don't believe... I know you say you're not surprised. I still find it a real surprise that people love my wool. I don't... That's a motivating thing, isn't it? Yeah. As you say, you're, you spend all day, day in, day out on your own, working yeah. with it from a very grassroots level. Yeah. You know, you're working with it under a veritable microscope, really. Yeah. So it's a hugely emotional thing when then other people say, I made this, or I want to buy it for this, or, yeah, so I, I totally get that. Is this, do you do a lot of events? Um, no, I don't. I um, show at St Abs. Oh, yeah. Because that's local, but it's very small, but really friendly and cosy. This is the biggest thing I've ever done, and I didn't bring enough stuff. I didn't, I just didn't appreciate what a big thing this would be. And, do you know, I really love wool events, and I think that, I would say yesterday, Edinburgh Young Festival yesterday, and it's just full of people who are lovely kind yeah. warm passionate about wool yeah people going around stroking each other's yes. jumpers scarves. and there are so many creative innovative entrepreneurial brilliant people doing stunning things yeah. in yarn it was lovely to meet meg from berlin yarn i included this wee interview in the last episode but i actually wanted to include it again um, it was so lovely to meet Meg and her special yarns. You know, she's created this incredible palette of dyed Cheviot and Hebridean blended yarns. They complement the natural shades and the dyed shades really speak of the landscape uh, where the sheep graze in the Hebrides. Well, it is my first Edinburgh Yarn Festival, either as visitor or vendor, because I live in the Hebrides, which is really quite far north. Uh, it takes me a day travelling, so probably as long as somebody coming from the States. Um, I was very lucky to be invited by Isolde to be on her stall for the first two days and join the team, and I'm very grateful to that. I've had a great couple of days with her and her team to be very welcoming and very supportive. 
but it was a great opportunity to acclimatize to the whole experience, <laughs> which is... Uh, Heady? Yeah, wow. So I, it was good that um, I was able to take it on board before uh, today at the Shepherdess event, having my own stall, which has been a great success. It's actually exceeded my expectations. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, particularly given that we're in the middle of a snowstorm I today. <laughs> so um, um, the Berlin Yarn Company, which is my business, uh, but I, you know, I couldn't do it without the rest of my extended family. We've really only been in business a couple of years. And this is the first year that I've done a full range of uh, not just the natural yarns, but also the organic overdyed. Um, last year was a little test run and it all sold out, so I knew it was the right way to go. So this year we've got a full range of six colours. The colours are incredible. Well, I've been pleased with how they've turned out. Um, I'm also a visual artist, so I'm very always noting colour in the landscape and um, each colour relates to a feature of our, our local ecology. So whether it's reef blue, or dulse, the seaweed, or moor, uh, the rusty orange, it's all picked out from, from the landscape. And as it happens, when you see them together, it all, it all ties together and works. I didn't realise when I was interviewing Rachel and Stephen from Croft 29 that my battery was running low. And um, I haven't included this interview with them because the quality is really low, unfortunately, due to that. So it was great to catch up with them, though, and um, hearing about their new weaving yarn, which is forthcoming. Their DK yarn is made from the first Hebridean clip, but their weaving yarn is going to make use of the rest of their clip. I know lots of you listeners will be interested to hear that. Um, lots of you fans of Croft29, since I interviewed them and reviewed the yarn last year. Uh, they found the Edinburgh Yarn Festival Meet the Shepherdess event to be really wonderful and Rachel said that it was incredible knowing knowing the work that they put in, into the sheep and the farm and then seeing people enjoying their yarn at uh, an event like that. Um, it was a real privilege to see people touching their yarn and buying their yarn and wanting to make something in their yarn. Again, I'm so thankful to Mika and Joe for seeing that there is a need for an event like this that gives a much bigger focus to a much bigger audience to these amazing wool businesses. And I really hope that the Meet the Shepherdess event will become a permanent fixture for Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And as I said, lots of these small businesses could never hope to vend at such a big event um yarn festivals can be expensive um i i don't say that with any knowledge of how much it costs uh, at edinburgh yarn festival but i know that stand costs are expensive and it's also taking you away from your farm or taking you away from your small business or your family so it's very difficult to expect you know small wool micro wool businesses to be able to vend three days at an event but having this focus, having this day dedicated to small wool businesses and shining that light on them, that light that they so deserve, was fantastic. And the people who I met at the Meet the Shepherdess festival goers who had come to the event with their suitcases because they were on their way to their train or their plane, who wanted to 
be part of that last day at Edinburgh Yarn Festival and see those small wool businesses and to say a final farewell to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. It was a really special end to EYF 2018. I will be back with episode 104 later this month. Until then, take good care. Bye for now.